Welcome back to the Biased Opinion Podcast. Uh, got some stuff to talk about finally. There hasn't been sports in a couple months now, but uh, there is a lot of sports news, particularly about the MLB. So, PJ, you got to start it here on the disaster that is happening happening right now with the MLB. Yeah, it is a disaster. Uh, a couple days ago, the commissioner said that he was 100% sure that a baseball season was going to happen. He said this during the uh, MLB draft broadcast, and it was strange thing to say considering nobody really cares anymore about baseball. So, like, <laughs> guaranteeing your fans 100% that baseball is coming back, just you just put yourself into a corner. And then yesterday he went on Sports Center, and he was pretty dejected and had absolutely no energy, just staring at the TV screen, saying that he was not confident in the, that a deal would be reached. And he basically said there would be no baseball for a long time, and he basically just gave up. Yep. It's it's bad. The amount of backtracking that's happened, not even talking about the the greed and the everything that's gone on to um cause this I guess it's kinda like a lockout, I guess. It's the owners and the players are fighting over how much money these these it's not about public safety right now, I don't think, for the MLB. It's to come back because the NHL the Bruins are practicing right now and um the NHL and NBA already have plans. The NBA is kind of getting complicated. Korea was playing baseball just fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's not about safety at this point. It doesn't seem like, but it's it's a hundred percent about money. Which the worst part is, all these players are complaining. Oh, well, we're not going to get paid enough with this proposal. We're not going to pay enough with this proposal. Meanwhile, you got Trevor Bauer leading the way. He makes seventeen and a half million per year with this proposal. Oh, he might only make six million this year, playing forty five games. Poor Trevor Bauer, meanwhile, while he's holding out, complaining about losing out on a couple million that he's going to make anyway in his career, some poor minor leaguer had to get cut because Trevor Bauer can't settle for $4.5 million instead of $5 million. Bryce Harper saying that it's, oh, it's too risky for me to play if it's a 50-50 split. It needs to be 60-40 or whatever it is. Um, Bryce Harper's 10, 10 years, 100, whatever his contract is, is the most absurd contract I've ever seen. And he's worried about a couple million in one year when you have minor leaguers whose careers are going to end and those guys are making less than 10 grand a year they're grinding it out playing for the love of the game basically if you're playing for that little money it's because you want to get to the league and you're playing for the love of the game um and those are the guys getting absolutely screwed and all the team employees i think originally the mlb said on may 1st they said we're going to keep paying our employees and then like a day later they said actually maybe not national emergency and i think that some teams are still paying some guys but obviously I don't know, a bunch of minor leagues are there cut and it's just an absolute mess and the the amount of backtracking that's happened has been so embarrassing i think to the league it's just yeah the minor leaguers they were complaining about their pay for years now and now they're getting absolutely nothing david price is actually paying some of the dodgers yes. minor league salaries for a month david giving, shut up to david price giving everyone of them thousand dollars and also the so yeah the league is in a very bad trajectory because the draft this year was only five rounds instead of 40 rounds. The draft is usually 40 rounds. And you're getting, you're getting rid of basically your entire farm system almost with no minor league teams. And you have less kids playing now. So the league is just it's going out of control downwards. And also, they could have been the first sport coming back that could have brought the country back together. They could have easily started on July 4th if they figured this all out and started before basketball, football, and hockey. But uh, they missed their opportunity and... Now, I mean, nobody, it's sad that nobody really cares that baseball's gone, and nobody, I haven't really found anybody that's devastated or that they're not watching baseball but without fans. I know, and it's, 
the pipeline's drying up, like you said. Less kids play Little League now, and now you... I mean, that's kind of a distant pipeline. Less kids play Little League, all right, so the best baseball players are going to make it to the league eventually. It doesn't really matter that much, but... I mean, now you're getting rid of half the minor league systems. A ton of teams are going under. Like you said, there's only five rounds of the draft. You're cutting out 35 rounds of prospects that would have been... And a lot of those rounds were like... I mean, you got... Like, Torrey Hunter Jr. got drafted at NDU. He's a wide receiver. He's not a baseball player. Like, a lot of the... There was a couple pointless picks. And like, Russell Wilson got drafted, I'm pretty sure. And Johnny Football, I think, might have been drafted. Some teams like might that. have to relocate. Yeah, and it's... Like, when there's only three real, true, profitable teams year in year out already it's the league financially was not in a good place i don't think they they always say they are but those numbers the the mlb has been skewing numbers during this entire negotiation they they reported in may at some point they said that they were going to lose four billion dollars on whatever the players proposed to them the owner said this they said whatever whatever the player's proposal was the owner said we'll lose four billion dollars on that proposal total the league will Apparently, they just made those numbers up. There's no papers to back those up, no accounting. The players asked for proof. They couldn't provide it, so that's pretty embarrassing. And um, Another thing, the MLB on June 3rd said they rejected the players' latest proposal and said, we will not make a counteroffer. <laughs> and then the nine days following that, they made two counteroffers <laughs> and both got rejected. So great stance they made there, really good negotiation tactics. Literally two days later, they made a proposal. Um, and... Yeah, there was also a report that six to eight owners wouldn't care if the season was canceled. Yeah, six to eight owners don't care if the season's canceled. Um, after the latest proposal by the players, an owner said, we're lost. So that's just, that's the one quote that CBS pulled out of there is, an owner said, we're lost right now. So it's not looking promising. And baseball, I don't think, the league doesn't seem very self-aware of where they are right now inside. Nobody knows who Mike Trout is nationally. The average, average person does not know who Mike Trout is. No, and you got rumblings early on that the players didn't really care. Mike Trout, I think his wife's having a baby or something, so he had no incentive to show up anyway yeah, in a bubble city to play baseball during the summer. So he, he's making enough money where he can just take the summer off and not really care about the game or playing for the fans. And also you had Blake Snell uh, playing a video game on Twitch. This was like right at the beginning saying... Well, I'm not going to take 50% salary. 35% of that's getting taxed. And so why would I play for 15% of my salary, basically? You know, he just kept taking money off of his salary and said it's not worth it to bring home COVID to my family. So, And then Bryce Harper's like, yeah, Blake, that, that's how you stand up for us. Thanks for saying something. <laughs> so you could clearly tell that the players in power were really not urging to get back on the field, no matter really what they – even if they were saying positive stuff to the press – it's basically only like your grinder players that nobody's ever heard of that are probably bummed that that they're not playing and not receiving any money. But the star players at this point don't really feel like getting back on the field. And also, if they, I mean, the point here is MLB missed their window. So even if they did come up with like some 50-game season, it's going to start in like six weeks anyway. So that's when NBA playoffs are going on, NHL playoffs are going on, football starts, college football starts. Hopefully both those two sports start. And then also you have a presidential election that's also going to get a bunch of ratings. So you're going to have really nobody caring about baseball. No one's going to care about, you know, this World, a World Series that crowns a 50-game champion. I, I, just, I don't know. And then also, who's going to who's gonna really care about the return to baseball in 2021? That's the thing that doesn't – I don't know. If there's no baseball this How can season, you hype up a season on 2021 when the players just look so greedy now? Yeah, the players look bad. The owners look bad. 
there's going to be, I mean, a ton of teams, like you said, might have to relocate. Who? It's just, it's going to be a mess. And, um, yeah, I don't, I don't understand how you can. I mean, I said, I think if listeners of the podcast, I think on a previous episode, probably a year ago now, I said like 2050 or something, I thought the MLB was done. I thought there's no chance this league is making it far. I did not see. You disagree with me completely there. Do I, you still disagree with me? I do not. I've come around to you. You're, you're right. The this, league is an absolute mess. I've, I've given up. The average age of the viewer is over retirement age. Yes. And it's... Because they sleep on their couch, too. They're not even really watching the game. Yes. My, my nana texts Finn, or asked Finn about the Red Sox game. She said, yeah, it was a good game, but I fell asleep in the seventh <laughs> inning. That's a quote. And no, nobody can... It's, I don't know, it's just it's a slow... It's slow pay. And baseball, great sport. But the MLB has done a terrible job of marketing. They haven't implemented any rule changes to adapt to compete with leagues like the NBA and the NFL. Where, I mean, America's pastime shouldn't be getting passed over by these leagues. You shouldn't. And they have been completely. And it's just because they have refused to adapt. And there's a lot of, like, tradition and unspoken rules in baseball. And those are I think those are killing the sport. You're not allowed to have personality. The pitchers take... Well, why do they, I don't understand why the pitchers... I think the pitchers are taking longer between pitches now than they did 30 years ago. Yeah, the players just don't, don't want five to... Hour games players just don't ago. want to change. Yeah. They're it's, just stubborn. It's not like... The players don't really... And this is kind of showing you. The, do the players really... The real superstar players, do they really have any love for the game? Or is it only about money? And Zach Greinke once said... I'll never forget. I was watching sports when I was a kid. I forget what team he signed with. He said... I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I, I don't care what team I play for. I don't care if I'm winning. I'm going to sign... If someone offers me this contract, I'm going to play. We all play for the money at some point. Like, as he said something like that about how everyone in the league plays for the money. And I don't know. That said a lot to me about the MLB and the stadiums now. They're like barely full and they're, they're dead. I mean, a game in Seattle, there's nobody there. Yeah. And it's, it's bad. And also, I want to. The NHL, the Carolina Hurricanes, the proposed uh, playoffs, whatever it was, whatever the proposed playoff setting is in the NHL, um, they kind of screw the Hurricanes over. And the Hurricanes, they got together as a team, and every team had to make a vote. And the Hurricanes, they voted against it, but they put out a statement that said, we voted against it because it's obviously not in our favor if you look at the schedule that we have to play or whoever we play in the first round. I, I don't know the specifics who they play. I forget at this point. But they said, but if the whole league agrees on it, we just want to play hockey again. We want to get back to hockey. Why, can't the, why don't the MLB, why, why can nobody seem to have that mindset? They don't want to get back to baseball. No, they don't, they don't They don't. see the bigger picture at they all. They don't see the bigger picture here at all, and they think their league's invincible, I think, and it's clear. There's three profitable teams. There's three teams that can afford players. It's bad. And it's then, getting real bad. Yeah, and then you said that uh, you texted me one day that the MLB needs to make their own XFL. They do. I, I, I want the XLB badly. I want Extreme League Baseball. I might have to start this. I don't know how I'm going to get the money for it, but I might have to start Extreme League Baseball. I want players mic'd up. I don't know what – bring back mount play collisions – uh yeah they need they need something to spice it up because the NFL great product already so the XFL never really has a chance of competing with them but the MLB I think the good sport and I think it, the product just is I mean only one percent of Mike Trout's games last season were nationally televised whereas LeBron over fifty I think LeBron was over like eighty percent this season it's the only sport in the summer and nobody watches it and nobody watches it and they don't they don't market their best players nobody knows who Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is that's probably the most electric baseball player I've watched in my lifetime that guy is unreal watching him in the home run derby was unreal and nobody knows who he is nobody even cares about him because the MLB doesn't know how to market their players I've never seen Vlad Guerrero Jr. in a commercial but if I did maybe I'd be inclined to watch a couple games and 
I mean, I don't know. It's just... And the cheating scandals, we haven't even gone into yeah, that. Yeah, the Astros are completely off the hook now. This the, would, the Astros this got bailed out. This would be a out. great season to watch MLB because you just see teams throwing at the Astros and the Astros would be the villain that everyone wants to root against. But now that's all gone. And then there was a report that the Yankees were cheating or whatever. Yeah. And it, it got covered up by the MLB commissioner. So basically every team is cheating. So there's... It's so bad. And the worst part was the Yankees were... They were tweeting all about the Astros when all that came out. There was tweets. Aaron Judge tweeted like... I forgot what he tweeted, but Aaron Judge tweeted something, and then he was getting trolled by Astros players now when it comes out that they were cheating too. And it's uh, everyone's playing like they're the victim. I mean, the Yankees played like they were the victim for a couple months now, and now it comes out that they're cheating, but it all gets overblown by the fact that the MLB can't even decide on anything to play on. Yeah, John, John Boy wasn't very happy, but he can't really talk about anything right now. And do you really think do you think, do you think Bregman's really wants to come back right now? I remember when spring training started, they were getting like absolutely like. There's people showing up with trash cans and banging on them <laughs> in their spring training. Bre- Bregman doesn't want to come back. No. So it's Bregman doesn't want to play. He wants a year off, and everyone's going to forget about this. It's all going to blow over. And it's, I don't know, it's a shame. It's a shame where the MLB's going. And Manfred might be the worst commissioner I've ever. I'd, how can you do your job this badly? How five days after you say we're 100% coming back, you say we're not. Not that we're not 100% anymore. It's not even we're not confident. So you go from 100% to less than 50% in five days. Basically, what? 100% to 0%. Yeah, it seems like zero percent. It's they are they're they're running out of time very very quickly. And the NHL is uh, phase three. They announced, I think, a couple of days ago. They said phase three starting on July tenth. So NHL is going to phase three training camp on July tenth. Baseball, we're not even we don't even know what phase one is in no. baseball, and we're, yeah. we're we're heading into phase three. You you would think that the return of sports would be quicker, but it's a. Very long process, so you're not going to be able to just show up on a baseball field and start playing because they need to go back into spring training. Their pitchers got to get their arms pitching again. Yeah, this is a sport and turmoil. I mean, you you heard at the beginning people were like proposing like 17 double headers and and the the agent Scott Boris he's doing everything he can to keep him off the field. He's not making any uh making things any easier. So yeah, this league is uh I don't I don't see how they can come back from this. I, and you said you told me earlier viewership has gone down every single year. The Attendance has gone down since two thousand and four. Every single year. And the stadiums have gotten bigger. Stadiums yeah. get bigger. Attendance gets worse. I don't know how that works. And it's like, yeah, Felger and Felger and Maz were saying like, what would take? What would it take for somebody to get invested in baseball again? Like a win streak or hitting streak or? I, there's nothing. And actually, kind of timely. ML the MLB. Uh, 30 for 30 came out last night on ESPN about... A home run race? A home run race. I guess it was terrible. Did you watch it? No, I did not watch it. Twitter was like this... Two, they interviewed McGuire and Sammy Sosa, and they said it was just the worst injury. Like, they they, they never talked about the steroids, right? They didn't, talk, they, they didn't acknowledge steroids. They, they're trying to pretend it didn't happen. They, I don't know. It was... They're only talking about uh, the home run race and how... Yeah, that's another thing, that the MLB's had home runs jacked up the last five years, and still nobody cares about the sport. Th- so yeah, clearly home runs are not bringing fans back, because there's been more home runs than ever. There's more home runs now than there was in the steroid era. Right. Probably juice balls or something, or and everyone's cheating, everyone's science-stealing. So and the fans still don't really care. Coming, and the fans still don't care, so it's not home runs, it's... I don't know. You can only get so far with players that don't really care... Fans that don't really care. A just terrible a, TV structure. Just a bad a product on the field, too. <laughs> it's unwatchable. It's five hours long every game, too. It's bad. It's bad. It's it's tough. Like, for me, who's not, I'm not a huge 
MLB fan, but like you're a much bigger MLB fan than me. I don't. I can never get in like truly invested in a game in the middle of July. Red Sox A's July three o'clock on a Wednesday. I'm not watching. Why would yeah. I watch? Why do I, I care? I know. And like the small market teams, they have like the TV stations have nothing else to broadcast, so they might as well keep the baseball game going for as long as they can. Because after the five hours, they're going to Charlie Moore Outdoors fishing. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. They, so like Kansas City Royals, they need to take up that as much airtime as they can because there's nothing else going on. You know, Fox Sports Kansas City other than the Royals, so they need to keep the Royals going for as long as they can, so that's not going to help the sport at all. Yeah. And, oh, and another thing that about the MLB that is bad. So last year, the Nationals won the World Series. I didn't know anything. I don't know a single player on that team besides Bryce Harper who's on the team anymore. I didn't know anyone. The Nationals, the Warriors, they're obviously the the best team in the NBA. They were until KD left and got hurt, but everyone knew the Warriors. Everyone knew Steph Curry. Everyone knew Clay. Everyone knew KD. You knew, you knew that team. Yeah. The NHL... The Blackhawks. I mean, you knew during that run. You knew Patty Kane. You knew Tate. Like you know, you know players on the teams. You know the star players. The leagues market them well. They're in every commercial and the cover of the video game. And then the MLB. Their video game isn't even on Xbox. Their right? video game. Yeah, they have like exclude. Their video game is weird. Anyway, nobody plays it that much. Really, people do play it, but they only have it on PlayStation or something. I don't know who Juan Soto was, or whatever his name. Is. I didn't know who that guy was, and he's like this is like twenty something year old yeah, there's superstar. Actually, there's actually good young players. There's very good young players coming up. They, and they just can't market them. Nobody knows who they are. It's ridiculous. When like Mike Trout's maybe the best statistical player of all time. Yes. And nobody cares. No, and he doesn't want he doesn't, to play. He doesn't win. He doesn't want to play. He doesn't make playoffs. Nobody cares. The MLB doesn't show any of his games on television. It would be like. It would be like if LeBron was on the Clippers for his whole career, didn't make the playoffs once, and was never on TV, and nobody knew. Like it's, it's weird. It's very strange what the MLB is doing, and I don't. I'm if I was an MLB fan, I'd be worried about the future of the league because, it's, the, the viewership's going down, the, the attendance going down, and the product of the field's getting worse, and clearly the. The there's, league is in absolute turmoil. It's a mess. And, there's nothing. There's nothing being done to change any of it. Also, why do these most of these owners? I feel like these six to eight owners that don't want to even come back to those guys want to even want to own these teams anymore. Probably want to relocate or sell the team or something. Uh, how much are you going to get if you sell it at this point? I, that's what I'm saying. And if you start relocating these teams, the MLB, which is absolutely carried by not, local TV ratings, where do the local TV ratings go? Yeah. Where are you going to move these teams, like Oklahoma City or something? And they don't care about. Why do they care? You also texted me uh, the Maz's Twitter poll, which. Had like eight thousand oh, yeah. people replying to it. Yeah, like, Tony Mass, who's a baseball reporter primarily, he has a baseball show on ninety eight five. Yeah, he tweeted like, "Would you care if the MLB season returned or not?" And I think it was seventy percent no or something, sixty five percent no. So like a baseball, a huge baseball market, one of the three he, biggest in the country. Fifty seventy five percent of the fans don't even care if it returns. The most yeah, the most well known baseball reporter in the biggest second biggest market in the country. Yeah. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. It's bad. The Red Sox have to be fourth. In Boston alone, which so the Red Sox are the, the Red Sox, Dodgers, and Yankees carry the MLB every year in Europe. They're the, they're like the, the only three teams you can rely on to make you money and have re- revenue and be watched. And the Red Sox are probably the fourth, I'd say at least the fourth most cared about team in Boston right now. They are, and this year is going to be an absolutely terrible year for them because they just traded Mookie Betts for <laughs> yes. absolutely nothing. And now nobody <laughs> even talks about it. And they might be one of the only three teams that can afford him when he goes to free agency sense. next summer or next winter. It, 
Like, which you, you think the Atlanta Braves are going to give him $400 year, million no dollars at getting no money? None of these owners are going to pay any of these. So you, Mookie Betts is actually kind of getting screwed. So, so, yeah, Mookie Betts is now down to the Red Sox, Mookie Dodgers, to, and Yankees for Mookie his free agency. To Mookie to New York next year for the same price as some random some, minor I guess, league rookie. I mean, the, the Red Sox get Jeter Downs for free, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Bailed out. Smart trade by... Uh, I mean, that's... That's pretty depressing. Oh, and speaking if, of the Red Sox, didn't they draft projected fifth rounder, top twenty? They did, yes. Yeah, that was that boy came Bloom. Good so, start. Yeah, the, yeah, Hot the Red, start for Bloom. The Red Sox are getting, they're getting let off the hook here. They are, and it's, I mean, this, that would have been like a second disaster season in a row. And Chris Sale had Tommy John surgery, so now that's one. You won't even be playing this year, so they don't even. He's he's kind of lost, right? Playing. At this point. Yeah, but it's still better that. They're not That's playing true. games when he's, on the, when he's on the IR. Oh, and one last thing I have to say about the MLB is the NFL draft, most watched draft in NFL history. Absolutely high. Everyone was watching that. That was Goodell's – the way like, – Goodell's sitting posture was, like, trending on Twitter all night. <laughs> it was unreal. Everyone was watching the draft. It was pretty – I'm not even a huge draft guy. We talked about it, but it was electric. I was into it because it was the only sporting event on, and it was – I had a lot of fun watching it. I didn't even know the MLB draft was happening <laughs> last week or this – whenever it was – I had no idea. I just I saw someone tweet about like the tenth pick on Twitter. Or I saw someone tweet about how the Red Sox took a fifth rounder, twenty hit overall. And I was like, <laughs> you kidding? This is happening right now. <laughs> Nobody cares about the MLB draft because the way the league's set up. Which, I mean, you, there's only so much you can do about this because it's it's hard to develop as a prospect. But the, in the NFL, the first round, Joe Burrow's starting next year. He's going to start week one. It's going to be exciting for all those fans and everyone wants to watch Joe Burrow play or whatever. Yeah. Blaze, whatever his name is, we're not going to see him for five years. No. And even then, who knows, the Paw Sox might go under, so who knows if we'll ever see Blaze again. And <laughs> half these guys don't pan out, half of them don't sign. It's it's so bad. It is so bad. Sean Mellon's dreams are going down the pipe. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so bad. The farm system in the MLB is an absolute disaster. And, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I they, they need to fire a man. Can you fire a commissioner? He needs to be fired. Commissioner to get fired? I don't know. I think How does this guy still have a job? He's relatively new too, I think. Yeah, he needs to resign. He he couldn't. He did a terrible job handling the cheating scandals. People were giving him all types of crap. Oh, he covered up the Yankees one. That's another thing we didn't talk about. That we talked about how the Yankees cheated. He covered it up. Yeah. He covered that up. So it's why are you cover to protect your one 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 of three profitable franchises you have to pr- cover up cheating scandals? That's such a bad look for the league. That is so bad. The NFL, at least, as I don't like Goodell at all, but Tom Brady had no, there was no evidence he even cheated. At least they suspended him. Yeah. The MLB doesn't even punish these. Oh, 50 game suspension. Well, it's a hundred something game season. So. There's only there's only like four teams in the league right now, so you can't you can't punish all of them. That's true. That is true, man. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's gonna be bad. And if there's re, if there's like a a bunch of relocations and there's no minor league teams and what kid wants to play little league either? No way. Nobody wants. Nobody cares. Nobody knows who Mike Trout is. Why does any? Why does anyone want to be the next Mike Trout? Kids want to be the next Lamar Jackson or Pat Mahomes. McDavid's more electric and it's than a safe, Mike Trout. It's a safe sport too. Yeah, it's. You'd think parents would want their kids you, to play baseball. Nobody. Nobody wants to play baseball anymore. It's. It's sad. They could, yeah, they it's can, a good sport. They it's lost, just they lost the younger generation. We need to bring back. We need to bring the XLB. The XLB needs to happen. I. It's. We were we we're trying to brainstorm. So our episode about how our all our NBA rule changes to kind of make a, and 
uh, XBA, I don't know what we'd call it, but we tried to brainstorm an MLB one, and there's just not much you can do. It was tough. We had, like... Nobody nobody really care about the rule changes. I was thinking about it for an hour, and I came up with nothing to really fix the league. I don't know what I'd do. No. There, I mean, there's some stuff that you could do to help the MLB now that would make me more likely to watch it personally, but I don't know how you... Yeah, the best the best you, rule change I've ever, ever heard of was my dad saying if you get hit by a pitch, you get a chance to throw it back at the pitcher. The, pitch, <laughs> the pitcher can dodge, and if you hit the pitcher, you can take second base. That is a great rule. That would get the crowd on their feet every single time <laughs> yes, somebody would. got hit. And it, it would. Would, it would stop players from getting hit intentionally. The pitcher knows the ball's coming right back at them. <laughs> it would. That would be... That see that's a great proposal and it's just yeah. I don't know Harper don't know. Harper versus uh, Scherzer showdown. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and yeah the MLB good sport and it's a shame that they can't they're never gonna get the heart of America back like they had mm-hmm. like when I mean obviously I was like two years old but the clips of the MLB coming back after nine eleven the Yankees and stuff like that's iconic that's yeah. legendary and like George Bush America was tuned into that George, George Bush, Bush throwing the, the first pitch that was huge and that that was never gonna happen like nothing like that nobody cares about baseball like that and the, clearly they the, can't come yeah, together to do that ballparks are only filled up in October with yeah. fake fans waving towels yeah it's and it's I don't know it's bad and also they're the players love the no salary cap thing and obviously they get paid more because of it you see the MLB contracts they're making ridiculous money even though the MLB doesn't turn as big of a profit as the NFL or whatever now anymore. But the salary cap, there's no parity in the league, really. There is because it's such a random sport, but, like... It's becoming less and less, I these, feel like. Yeah, and these small market teams, they can maybe make a sick run for one or two years, but then it's 10 years of badness because they paid one guy, and that's their entire payroll, and they have to pay the luxury tax, and the owner is done with that. Even the Red Sox don't want to pay the luxury tax anymore, and that's one of the three teams with actual money. <laughs> so we'll, I, don't, I don't get the no salary cap thing. I think the salary cap would help, and it would help with, I don't know. There's a lot. The MLB isn't like the NBA where the best team always wins, which is, I think that's an underrated aspect of baseball that doesn't really show enough because of this. It would show a lot more. That, I think there'd be even more randomness in the playoffs if they had, like similar to the NHL, if they had a salary cap, but... Teams like the Yankees and the Red Sox and the Dodgers are always going to get the best players at the end of the day. And no matter who the Padres draft, they're gone. They're leaving in three years, Correct. so who cares? All right, changing gears now. We're going to move over to the NHL. Uh, NHL, kind of said earlier, but they – Phase 3, which is training camp, going to start July 10th. And then they haven't announced the exact date for Phase 4, which is the official return to play yet, but um, – Shouldn't be coming too far after that, but we know we know that at least like the first round playing round of the bracket right now. Um, we got some Stanley Cup predictions coming, or at least some teams that we think could some maybe some sleeper teams or something. Um, yeah, PJ, you can get us started. Yeah, I like the uh, the format of the playoffs this year. It's twenty four teams, and then I think it's fair to everyone. So like the first four teams, they get to do like a round robin to for each conference to decide the top four seeds. So, like, they'll be playing each other. So they get three games of, like, intense play, but not decisive play to get them ready for the playoffs while the five through eight, five through 12 seeds in each conference are playing meaningful uh, NHL playoff games. And then from there, I think it's best of seven all the way through. So it should be a, the league has done a good job communicating to the fans, and it's also done a good job of trying to keep the Stanley Cup as legitimate as possible. And I think under this format... It's making the best out of a bad situation, and you'll, you'll never be able to please everybody. But I think it's 
I think it's as good as you can hope for, and hopefully the hopefully the players have enough time to get ready and that the quality of the games are good. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, the playoffs with no fans is going to be strange. It takes away home ice advantage pretty much, and there's only gonna be two cities where the games are going to be played. So seeding is kind of going to be overrated, I think. I mean, there's no home ice. Why does it really matter too much in the matchups? As we saw last year with the Lightning losing round one, I mean, one through eight, even though the points may be a pretty big differential, it's really not that big of a talent drop-off. Um, for, like, the Bruins, if they get the number one seed, could be playing... <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, the Penguins in round one. <clears throat> and Sidney Crosby getting Mulkin, I mean, that's... Is that really an eight-seed talent team? I don't think so. So it's... Um, I just, yeah, there's not really a huge benefit of getting the one seed. And, um, I don't know. What do you, with no fans, obviously the, the huge break in the middle of the season, basically, and the weird playoff format and everything that's going on, the hub cities. Do you think that, what type of team, like, I don't know what, what teams do you think that benefits? Because I don't know. I, people say young teams, people say older teams with experience. I can't tell. I have no idea. Uh, yeah, I have no idea either. I think the Bruins, though. This season, um, in the NHL preview podcast, I predicted that they would miss the playoffs. I thought they'd be old and tired and beat up from the last postseason run, and they, they were anything but. I mean, they were pretty amazing all season long. So I think the break I think the break might be good for the Bruins so that they didn't spend all their bullets in the regular season because their regular season was it was pretty pretty good regular season. There was a time where they didn't lose like a game at home in regulation to start the season or something like that, right? Yeah. But they, yeah. There's a streak. So they their consistency all year was was pretty was amazing. So I think I think the Bruins should be fine, and I yeah I think the Tampa Bay Lightning are in trouble because they I think they were one of the two teams that vetoed the proposal or something. Yeah, I think so, it was Lightning and Hurricanes. I'm so, pretty sure. I'm so not they're 100 they're sure. already complaining about it. Uh, maybe it benefits a team with no crowd. Like Florida, could Florida maybe win in this format? I think it benefits the Lightning only because that team is shown to collapse under pressure and get rattled. Kucherov's shown he can get rattled easily. But yeah, in the yeah, end, Florida. I can see Florida better. Florida's bad. Bobrovsky's bad. I'm just saying. Maybe he turns it on. I'm just saying it's hard to play in the playoffs in your Florida when half of the building is filled with Montreal fans. That's true. So that is a benefit. It it hurts teams like Montreal, which have such a great home. Also, I want to be keeping my eye on the Flyers. I think that's that's cool. They were making some noise, and they they ended the season winning nine games in a row before it got canceled, and then they lost to the Bruins the day before it got canceled. They won nine out of ten, so the Flyers are playing some pretty good hockey, what I saw in the second half of the season. So I'll be keeping my eye on the Flyers. And then the first-round matchup that intrigues me the most is uh, Toronto against Columbus. I'm a big John Tortorella fan, so I would love to see Torts get as far as he can until he has to face the Bruins again. Like last time, so I'm I'm gonna be big rooting for Torts. I think this, I think Torts will have his team ready to go, and there'll be uh there'll be no excuses in in Columbus. And the wheels are kind of falling off Columbus has uh at the end of the season. They're losing a ton of games, and under the regular playoff format, I don't think they were gonna get in. So I'm actually kind of happy that there's more teams in the playoffs because I didn't want to see Carolina in the playoffs with Torts sitting at home. So I'm happy that NHL found room for Torts to get in there. Yeah, my first round matchup that I'm I'm excited to see is probably. I like Pittsburgh, Montreal. I think that'll be entertaining. I, if I had to guess, I think Pittsburgh's going to win, which I'm not going on a limb there. It's 5 seed versus 12 seed, and I hate Montreal. But um, I think, I don't know, I just like seeing Crosby play. But also in the West, Oilers, Blackhawks is two really flawed teams with some superstar players. You got 
McDavid and Drysdale is probably going to win MVP. Obviously, in the Oilers and uh, in Chicago, you have Patty Kane and Taze is kind of washed now, but you got Taze still can play really well on his own end. And um, yeah, I mean, you got kind of an old Blackhawks team, probably five years removed from being a truly elite team, or yeah, four or five years removed from being elite at this point, and um, kind of in the bat, trying to make a backdoor run at the end of their. Uh, the window's already been shut, I'd say, but as a 12 seed, who knows? I think they could have a chance to sneak by the Oilers. Um, a lot of people are saying teams like Toronto benefit from this somehow. I don't I don't see how it all. They're saying young teams do. There's some reporters saying that. But I think the older teams, that like Big Z and Bergeron, those guys getting a rest before playoffs and heal any injuries that they have. At the end of the playoffs, you always see Bergeron has, oh, Bergeron's playing through this, this, and this. Chara's playing through this. Um Tuka's playing through this, like, whatever. And um, I don't know. I think – and also these teams that have been through everything through – I mean, the Blackhawks, Patty Kane and Taze have seen everything together. They've been through everything. Bergeron, Marshawn, Char, and Rask have seen everything. They've been in every situation. Krejci. Um, whereas Austin Matthews and Marner and Nylander, the first sign of adversity, where do they – Frederick Anderson's never even won a game seven. The guy's lit up five goals or more in every one he's ever played in. So I don't know how you can trust these guys and – weird times whereas yeah the, we have no idea who the good practice goalies are yeah yeah <laughs> like it's just I don't know it's the teams that have been through everything and they've been through it all I I have a lot more faith in those guys especially with the older players getting rest that they probably need a lot more than guys like Austin Matthews I think they benefit and who do you trust more to be training and preparing for the season in that month break Patrice Bergeron or That's or point. William Nylander I trust Bergeron. That's another good point. And so it's, I don't know, it's, I'll take the, I think the vet teams with guys who've been there before and won it before are the teams I'm going to take. If I was making predictions, I'd take Pittsburgh, I'd take Boston. Um, I'd take the Islanders because of Barry Trotz. Uh, Rangers I like, actually, even though they're they're young team, they're um, with an unproven head coach, really, who has, not a lot of NHL experience in his uh, under his belt. I think the Rangers. I don't know. Your boy Kako. I don't know if you even want to talk about him, but Panarin was a good signing. You're a fan of his too, but Cabo Kako, terrible. Can't say my boy Jack Hughes was any better, but Cabo um, Kako's got stage to himself. <laughs> yeah, and the whole world would be watching Cabo Kako on the fourth line going minus three every night with no points. Yeah. I like how the uh, the players wanted to come back and play. Crystal Tang said that the Penguins voted yes to the playoff format, even though that they were the five-seed, uh, quoting, at the end of the day, nobody gets exactly what they want, but we all want what's best for hockey and to continue, and continue to grow the game. That's uh, not what the MLB is saying right now. That, yeah. yeah Crystal Tang, not a, not a very good defenseman, can't play any defense, but at least that was a, that was a good quote from him. And it kind of <laughs> sums up the hockey player's mentality. That I think I think during the coronavirus, I'm sure that they want to be safe and have make sure that they're not going to get sick from it but I think of all the sports leagues that those players would be most willing to take the most risk uh, health wise as I already do on that on the ice and why can't, why can't the NHL if they come back on late July MLB is still talking about 50-50 prorated salary Manfred going back and forth on whatever garbage he said last week why can't the NHL steal the majority of the MLB's fan base why not the NHL is a growing sport 
The NHL, I bet you, the MLB was shrinking attendance numbers every year since 2004. I bet you the NHL has gone up every year in the last however many years. Well, according to Max Kellerman, that's because it's the same season ticket holders. Max Kellerman is no way. Max Kellerman needs to stick to boxing. Max Kellerman's a clown. Max, yeah, I, I can't even talk about him. But if the NHL is the only sport back because now the NBA is running into some hot water with Kyrie trying to start his own league or something, uh, why can't the NHL, if they're the only sport maybe being played at the NHL playoffs, which is absolutely electric, nobody that a lot of people that don't watch don't like hockey have never even have never watched it, don't get it, or they grew up in an area where nobody skates and they don't know how to skate, and it's not that they don't like it, it's just they never even seen it, and they don't yeah. understand it. So if you, you give people a chance to watch it and understand it's the only thing on TV, nothing competing with it, I think the NHL could have a huge. It already is growing in popularity so much every year. I mean, this could be huge for the NHL. Bedman, if Bedman can get the NHL back first from any sport, underrated commissioner, very underrated. The lockouts aside, yeah, there is no peace move. There is no uh, fighting between the league and the players. There is none. They Not get it, they get it done. Bedman's getting it done. You yeah, have to give him that. I also don't like the uh, the hub cities idea, the bubble cities, and obviously health comes before any sports. So I'm not debating that, but you can see in European soccer league that have resumed every single game is at a team's home stadium in Europe. So I don't understand why in the U.S. we can't do that for the NHL playoffs, and also the basketball is going to Disney World. That doesn't make it. That doesn't make any sense to me. And also, if NFL and college football start back up again, which college football needs to for the money, and NFL, I don't think I don't think Rogers is gonna turn down all the money that he's gonna get. <laughs> so I mean, you cannot play all these college football games in one place, and you can't play NFL in one place. So if the when the NHL playoffs overlap into the college football and NFL season, you're going to have college football teams flying around the country, you're going to have NFL teams flying around the country, but you're going to have NHL players and NBA players in one location. It just doesn't doesn't make any sense to me. And then also, if you started these leagues, NHL and NBA, they're going to start their next season as quickly as they can after this season. You can't start a new regular season in a hub city. That's just, that's not realistic. You can't have every single team in a hub city for three months. So I don't understand why these teams with these private planes and they can have good hotel accommodations i don't understand why they can't and they're getting tested every single day so that eliminates a lot of the risk knowing that people don't have it people or if people do have it you just keep them at home so i don't know if it if i didn't see it happening in europe and it working in europe then i probably wouldn't bring it up and you can go conservative with these hub cities but it just it's gonna be weird having it in a hub city when all these other, when a lot of other sports are not gonna have hub cities and they're gonna be flying around the country so if europe can figure it out I don't know why the United States of America, with all its resources, can't figure it out. And also, I don't want to hear that like the USA is a bigger country because in the NHL playoffs you're doing it by geography. So you're gonna have Boston and Toronto. The distance between them is the same distance that teams are going in Germany to play soccer, or England to play soccer. So it's not like in the play the NHL playoffs teams are flying all over the place. It's Eastern Conference and Western Conference. So I guess that goes back to which team's gonna be most professional in the hub city. Like what team's gonna obey the rules and actually focus on playing if you have maybe young guys that are going to be going out and breaking the rules and all of a sudden Nathan McKinnon has COVID then you know big distraction to the avalanche and the avalanche are done whereas if you have a team like the Bruins who have good leadership play by the rules they might have a better chance of winning so it's going to take a lot of discipline for these players to be away from their family stay concentrated in these hub cities yeah I definitely agree uh any Stanley Cup maybe uh, one of the favorites or Maybe like an obvious pick of who you think is going to win and then maybe you got a sleeper team or something. One of those teams with like plus 5,000 odds you think one of the 12 seeds or something you think has the best shot. 
of making it. I would, I would go with the Bruins. The Bruins and the Flyers are gonna be gonna be my two teams. Those are your two teams. With an outside chance of Torts, I'd love to see Torts get it done. So I think I'm rooting for Torts all the way until they play the Bruins, and then I think the Flyers, Flyers are playing good hockey at the end of the year. So I think, I think they can get it done. I think the Lightning, same old story. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have a I'll have a little speech on the Lightning actually coming up after your predictions. My uh my predictions Bruins and it's not just because I'm biased name of the podcast but it's not just because I'm biased it's I kind of I mean I touched on it a lot already but they've seen they've been there before they've they've done everything before they've been in every situation they've faced adversity and the the Bruins no team in the last not many teams in the last decade have faced adversity and um, been as strong in every scenario as the Bruins have and those players and that core group is just. I don't. Who else would I trust in this other than Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchand, Zdeno Chara, Tuukka Rask, David Krejci, you guys like that? I, I mean, of every any team in the league, that's the Bruins who I trust the most. I think they're the Vegas. They're tied with Tampa Bay as the Vegas favorites, but really, I mean, Tampa Bay has never accomplished anything in the playoffs before. They choke, they get rattled. Kucherov very easily rattled. Power play specialist. Uh, how are you trusting those guys who've never been been there before, never done it before? over a team like the Bruins. And the Bruins chip on their shoulder after losing a game seven last year. No team's going to want it more, if you ask me. Um, and they've they've already been there. 2013 lockout season. Weird season. Last time there was a weird season. Who made the finals? The Bruins. They did lose, but Blackhawks aren't good anymore. So, And my sleeper team, um, I'm going to – I like the – I kind of like the Yotes. Used to playing in an empty stadium. You're right. That's that's uh, another team I couldn't think about. Flor- uh, the Coyotes. I like the Yotes. No fans. They would definitely maybe prepare for this environment. They have no fans. Their offense was god awful this year. They they just could not put the puck in the back of the net for some reason. You know, they have a lot of they have a lot of talent. Clayton Keller, Phil Kessel, Taylor Hall. They have some offensive talent. They just couldn't put the puck in the back of the net. I think if uh, some couple bounces start going their way. Phil, Phil maybe pulls out some magic out of his hat uh, in the first couple of rounds. There. I think Coyotes have a chance of going on a little run out of nowhere. Uh, you got uh, maybe Chuck and JR on Twitter or something hyping this team up. You got some magic in the desert uh, out in Bubble City. Maybe Phoenix will be a Bubble City. and It'll be home crowd of zero, but they're kind of used to that anyway. It'll be in their own locker room. Who knows? I like Phoenix. And I also, uh, I, I like the Islanders, I already said it, but I like the Islanders because of Trotz. I mean, of any coach in the league, that's the last coach I'd want. If Trotz was my coach, I'd be pretty, I think he can get guys going uh, pretty easily, although I'm a little worried about Barzal. Him and Trotz, I think, have had some disagreements in the past. I worry about his motivation there. He's kind of, I think people don't really, kind of goes under the radar, but Barzal might have some maturity issues. Uh I don't think he loves the defensive style. I think he just wants to score goals, and Trot's system doesn't really allow that. So that kind of worries me. But I like the Islanders because of Barry Trotz and the defense that they play. It's, it's good hockey, and I think Trotz will get the guys going no matter what, even if it's tough to get going with no fans. So of all the underdog teams. Mm-hmm. And the Blackhawks is a 12-seed terrible team pretty much other than Patty Kane. They have better odds than like 90% of teams <laughs> in Vegas. They have, they're plus 3,600, which is pretty bad, but – better than the Hurricanes, the Islanders, the Coyotes, the Wild, the Rangers. There's no way the, the Blackhawks are better than the Rangers. Yeah. I just wanted to add that. Uh, a year and two months ago today, the Tampa Bay Lightning tweeted, 
We don't have any words, and we know you don't want to hear them. We understand your anger, your frustration, your sadness, everything you're feeling. We get it. This isn't the ending we imagined, and certainly not the one we wanted. Thank you for being there the entire way. One of the, maybe the worst tweets ever to end your season. <laughs> that was when Tort swept them. That's a bottom five tweet all time. That's when Tort swept them in four games, and that tweet was just getting replayed for everybody when a team would get eliminated. People were just replying that same tweet. So I think, I think the Lightning, their season's going to end with a tweet like that. Uh, this season as well, and that also sad franchise. Also, I'm not I'm not a believer in the Islanders. I saw them play in one of the last games before COVID against the Bruins, and they were absolutely terrible. They the were, Bruins yeah, that, they beat them four nothing, and they absolutely dominated the game. So the defensive style might work against a few teams, but at some point, I mean, they didn't even look like scoring. So I don't know. I'm not a big fan of the Islanders. They did, they did all right. Well, actually, maybe this is this would benefit the Islanders as well because last year. They played in the Nassau Coliseum, and then they got relocated to the Barclays Center with no fans, and that totally screwed up their mojo. So at least this season, they won't be playing two playoff series in different buildings. So maybe that'll help That's the Islanders. I, I would just love to see the I, I didn't add that I think I'm not a Tavares fan at all. Uh, I don't really want to get into it now is why, but I would love to see the Islanders make a, make a run and go farther than the Maple Leafs a couple times. While Tavares is still a Maple Leaf, making $11 million, leaving the Islanders... For nothing. Uh, yeah, I'd just like to see the Islanders make a run. But you do bring up a good point. They, they, I don't know, they, they're, they're, they didn't, there was times where they looked pretty bad this season because they're, they don't have a ton of talent. And, but I do like Barry Trotz as a coach. But, yeah, that's all I got on the NHL. Anything else, Dad? Uh, no, it's going to be good to see live sports back with a little, little drama. I know. Can't wait. Can't wait for playoff hockey. Maybe the pumping crowd noise or mic up players. I don't know. Mic up players would be pretty awesome. I think the players will take it seriously, so that'll be, that'll be good. The NBA. There's some players that, if there was an empty stands, are they taking it seriously? Is Dwight Howard taking an empty stadium game seriously? Dwight doesn't want to play. But yeah, I agree. I, I agree. Is Dwight taking that serious? There's some guys that you quite Mello is Mello taking it serious. Mello also doesn't want to play, which doesn't make any sense because he's 35 years old. You'd think he never got a ring. LeBron wants to play. If LeBron wants to play, the NBA is going to be back. I think Kyrie can start his own league. Yeah. Also, the bad thing about the NBA proposal is they're they're like letting in there's like a playoff round for the eight seed just to get dominated by the one seed in the playoffs. I think I think it's all because of Zion, isn't it? I, I think yes. I think this is all around Zion. Yeah, we didn't talk about that's Zion. The one, that's the one thing that I don't like is that the T Wolves are going back into action. They might as well just cut it off at sixteen teams and start the playoffs. If Zion wasn't on the Pelicans, they would cut it off, hundred percent. If Zion didn't exist, this would be eight. I don't eight need to see the, each conference. I don't need to see the Detroit Pistons fighting it out for the, the eight <laughs> yeah. seed against the Orlando Magic. Hey Blake, Blake, I forgot. I, you forgot Blake's on the Pistons, but that's that's some electric basketball. Blake's a beast. But at least uh, unlike the MLB, you got the best player, LeBron. LeBron wants to play. LeBron wants to play. LeBron's LeBron, ready. LeBron ready. LeBron wants to make it happen. I actually, as as stupid as it is that they're letting these random teams in only because of Zion, I am. I want to see Zion play. And also, JJ Reddick's never missed the playoffs in his career. Um, so maybe you can make the argument that it's rigged for Reddick to get back in if they get the Pelicans somehow sneaking as the eighth seed, uh, going up against LeBron. That would be that would be entertaining. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to see sports. Excited for playoff hockey. Bruins Cup run, hopefully, if they, if I waited all this time to see the Bruins lose in the first round to, like, the Canadians or something, that would be terrible. But. Also, there's no, there's for me, there's no asterisk on the champion. Oh, whoever, I agree. Whoever no wins asterisk. definitely deserves it, and you can't really take it away from them. Unprecedented times, 
call for unprecedented measures. So, uh, yeah, I'm not – lockout seasons, 50-game seasons, or the NHL have like a 54-game season one year or something. That yeah. that deserves a little bit of an asterisk for me. But a season like this where there's a lot going on that is out of your control, I think I think there's no asterisk. And whoever wins it will probably be the best team when they come back for the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. That's all I got. Uh, is that it for the episode? Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at biased underscore underscore opinion. Um, we'll be back soon with a new episode, hopefully. And, yeah, thanks for listening.